Feel Good Sports. It is the last episode of our first ever WPL season. I know. I can't believe it's over. Rapid. And it's so good. So much happened. I love that it was so quick fire. Me too. In a lot of ways. It's going to make the WBBL seem like a marathon. <laughs> Maybe the WBBL need to tighten up. I think so. Yeah. Anywho. All right. Let's do this. Since last time, we've had... we So we had the last four games, which were kind of par for the course. We knew that Delhi beating the UP Warriors didn't really matter because UP Warriors were in the Eliminator anyway. And Mumbai Indians beating RCB. I think we were expecting a little bit more from RCB, from the Royal Challengers Bangalore. Yeah, I, I thought they'd really finish with a... A massive bang just because there was sort of it zero would have been pressure great. on them. They I were my disappointment they... for the year, I guess. Gujarat <laughs> were my actual disappointment for the year. We're because not that's angry, what I Royal Challengers Bangalore. We're just disappointed. We're just disappointed. <laughs> that's exactly right. Gujarat, the moment Beth Mooney got injured, I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be rougher to watch because I just really like watching her play. I think Ash Gardner was serviceable. It was a bit fits and starts, so it wasn't an easy journey. Kim Garth was phenomenal for them. I think now she'll definitely get picked up. I think she was the highest wicket-taking Aussie um, there. So a few few little highlights for the the Giants. Um, RCB, as we just said, a bit of a disappointment. UP Warriors were a mixed bag, I thought. They were a mixed bag. I think we saw moments of genuine brilliance. Healy, as captain, did a really good job. She didn't fire as much as we hoped with the bat apart from that one big innings, but second highest opening partnership. partnership. So, you know, good stuff still as well. I thought she's enhanced her brand, to use a sort of a cliche term. So she was a bargain, really. And then what she's done as embracing the captaincy role, embracing the WPL and what it serves globally, I was super impressed and I've mentioned it before. Talia McGrath's brand's only gone up. Absolutely, 100%. And she didn't even really bowl. I think she only... Bowled a handful of overs, mm. um, so she really held her own purely as a bat. Um, so yeah, she's she's enhanced. Grace Harris in five innings, outstanding. She's outrageous, isn't and she? goes as the highest for the hundred. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Perry, I think, just reminded us all of her class. Yep. Um, Shooter probably struggled a little bit more. Um, she didn't probably get as much penetration with the ball as we thought she might have on yeah. those wickets and yep. with her swing. So, yeah, Wareham didn't have to do a lot, didn't see a lot from her. Burns didn't really play. Laura hey. Harris didn't even get it. She got so, one game and didn't bat or bowl. Fun fact, bat, say. apart from the first season of WBBL that I saw and didn't even know who Meg Lanning really was at that stage because I was just watching it because I hadn't watched any and you kept making me talk about cricket. This is the first time I've I've watched Meg Lanning play franchise cricket and I kind of get what why everyone kind of just gets so excited about her. And why? I was already Oh, because she's so um she's such a good batter. <laughs> she really is. She was super impressive and I think her captaincy has is only going to get stronger by the fact that instead of always getting to captain a fantastic Australian side where everyone knows what they're doing anyway and realistically you just walk to the field and you get to go go do your thing. She's actually actually had to captain and communicate with really different levels of, of cricketers and, and English-speaking players. Yeah. So it's a real different change for your leadership and I actually think that that's going to benefit her no end because you've got to have 
calmness or your body language has to do a lot of the talking in a sense yeah. to, to get it through. And I actually think that we saw that through her. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed I've, watching her play in this WPL. The Eliminator, Mumbai Indians won. We know this uh, over the UP Warriors by 72 runs. They did it easy. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed that it looked so easy. On the other hand, I suppose it looked really easy and then you kind of go, the final won't be this easy. So maybe maybe this is it. Izzy Wong, stand out with the first ever WPL hat trick, still doesn't get player of the match. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Who ended up getting Shouldn't it? have is been s- on the same team as Nat Siverbrunt. I was going to say, batting always wins out over bowling. Always. S- well, she did She did make 72 runs. I know, but a hat trick? A hat trick. And a fourfer, didn't she get? She was as part yeah, of four. Yeah, it was four, yeah. Incredible. Busted yeah. it apart. Because I think she took Elisa Healy early as well. Yeah, that might have been the early wicket. And then so, and then she, her... Her, her celebrations though. How good. She's so ferocious. Wongi's great. I really like her. We were so disappointed she wasn't coming out for the WBBL because they were the English team wanted to manage her. I think she had a niggle. And we were a little bit worried she wouldn't bowl much in the WPL. And it's turned out to be awesome. Yeah, well, Heather Graham was telling me when we had our chat that they didn't expect the pitchers to support pace bowling as well as they have. Yeah. And so in, in essence, Heather's probably missed out to Wongi Absolutely. because of that skill set, the difference in what they were expecting conditions Sad wise. for us because yeah. we would have loved to have seen HG do her thing. But really exciting to see Izzy Wong do her thing. Indians go That's through. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Natsiva Brunt stands up and again just shows us why she's you know, the number one all-rounder and yeah. should be first selected in any team that I ever had the choice to just select. I'd be like, you first, thanks. And then we roll into the final. The final is Sunday night. and it's the sevens versus each other. So Meg Lanning in the number seven and Hummer Precore in the number seven. Yeah, it's a nice little symmetry, isn't it? Yeah, they're quite interesting to look at as captains in comparison to each other as well. They've got a lot of similarities. So it's really easy to look at those two teams and kind of go, okay, there's there are these kind of like similarities and kind of see those matchups really clearly. And I think that makes for anticipating a really good contest. So I was bloody disappointed when, uh, yeah, when the Delhi batting lineup low-key collapsed. Yeah. Just kind of, it's like a sinkhole opened up under the pitch and all of the Delhi Capitals batters fell into it. <laughs> I'm not oh, even, except Meg Lanning, who was pushed by Jess Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I don't even, um, yep. okay, let's. Yeah, let's, let's go through it because firstly. <laughs> I just need a second to compose myself. <laughs> to start with, we have to deal with the Verma controversy because yeah. I, watching that live went straight away, no ball. No ball. It was clearly a no ball in every sense of the word. It was a no ball. There was no doubt about it. It was given out. There was no was, call made. Oh, yeah, it so was the given batters out. refuted. Meg, and Meg Lanning was fuming. Oh, there was she looked, steam. You know, those cartoon was, like faces that boil. That's what The was reaction was immediate and she was striding to the umpire. <laughs> Do you know what? It reminds me of like those sucker mums who take things into their own hands. That's what it was. She was like, all right, I've, I've sat back for too long, but not now, not today, not on my watch. It matters too much. That's what it looked like. You're so right because she went over and she's like, um, so 
that's a no ball. We will be reviewing that. And then she's in there and she's fuming. She didn't actually review it. She convinced them to review it themselves. It was sent to the TV umpire and I could not believe the angle they used. So it's an angle that is on a diagonal and it's – a bird's eye view angle. So it's it's all of the wrong angles for getting a height body. Sort of relevancy. Yeah. yeah. As a perspective, it didn't make sense for assessing where someone's waist was, right? But even on that angle, it was clearly a no ball. I agree with you. My, my gut instinct went, that's a no ball. And then the longer the review went, I was like, oh, they replayed this is stay. <laughs> they replayed it over and over again. They then got they like ball, seem ball tracking seemed to come into it. And I was like, okay, well, if you go straight up from the crease line to where the ball tracker is, it's clearly above her waist in her normal batting stance. So I was like, this is only showing me more that it should be a no ball. They leave it as out. And the best thing for me was in the background, if you go back and watch, the, the Mumbai Indians are sort of in a little huddle of sort of celebration. And Nat Siver Brunt just like, walks away throwing her head back laughing like oh, 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 oh we got oh, yeah. away with that one yeah. <laughs> she looks like someone who's just gotten away with sticking a note on the back of the teacher that says kick me or kick something me. <laughs> she looks like she's just gone Ooh, look what we did <laughs> like, and she was like get back to your fielding marks let's start again quick yeah. before they notice it, there was such cheekiness about her like oh that like verma walks off obviously disappointed but lanning is almost just like the seething coming yeah. out of her. I imagine there was like a growl coming out was, of her mouth. I was actually, I was impressed because her mood was so affected. She was so visibly emotional. I expected her to get out in the next over. Me too. I thought she's going to. She continued to be Ming Lanning and be consistent and stay there and do her job. But her shots were played in anger, absolute anger. They yeah. were just, she was so annoyed. She was she hitting the like ball she was hard than I've ever it really hard. <laughs> Uh, Alice Capsi comes in. Alice Capsi, are you like why? So Izzy Wong bowled the, the no ball full toss, gets full the wicket, toss. full toss wicket. So she celebrates. She's happy. She bowls to Alice Capsi, and it's a low full toss that Capsi does <laughs> does the weirdest thing, gets caught, and then reviews that one. I'm like, nah, dude, that was way under waist high. That's not going to be called a no ball. It wasn't. She leaves. Meg Lanning's face gets even worse. Like, are you? effing kidding me <laughs> she was just i've never seen someone more volatile within their helmet she looked like she's gonna erupt cap comes out at this stage and lanning almost runs cap out right multiple times a couple of times and you expect cap to be the one that looks furious but it's like she's read the room and gone okay i need to be i need to be chill so like when the first time and it's a really it's a really bad moment. Lanning is just watching this ball instead of like... In the game, yeah. 100%. I'm like, oh, she's going to be furious. And she didn't. She just walked over and she just... And I think she was doing the job of going, all right, let's just settle. Yeah. We're okay. Let's just settle. They'd had a personality transplant at that point, hadn't they? It was the so real, weird. The real cap emotional <laughs> response was in Lanning's body. Yeah. They've done a body swap. I wonder if you stood near Lenny at that point, if she would, you could just like feel vibrations coming off her of rage. Look, it didn't go well for the batters. No. Collapse after collapse. So Jess Jonathan runs Meg Lenny out. <laughs> she looks even more furious than she has this whole time. Incredible. Uh, and then Jess Jonathan throws her wicket away. Yeah. Which is not great. I mean, they're the moments where you really dig in as a batter because I don't want to go anywhere near Meg until I've recovered the situation. I think Jess Jonathan has just endangered herself 
and the future of her family line, essentially, <laughs> at this stage. Nonetheless, she walks. Uh, a couple more wickets go. I think Radha Yadav is the last Delhi capital to walk out onto that field. And have, they're on mid seventies, like, I think. Yeah, they haven't even made eighty, and I think at that stage they might have had four overs to play. I'd gone to bed by this stage. Right, I was like, oh, yeah, no, you, this is done because we did. I had texted you just be like, uh, after the run out, I think I said, I'm just going to go to bed. I can't watch this. Yeah, order. I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this carnage. I'm out. <laughs> um, and I didn't because I was like, you know what. They're just going to get bowled out in the next team. couple of overs. The Capitals are your team. You stuck true. I'm very proud of you for that. It that's not even it. I thought it, I thought the innings would be over really quickly, and then <laughs> okay. I would go to bed because it would be pointless to stay up. Right? Fair. Okay. Fair. Um, that is not what happened. What a rally! That's a that is the the tail wagging. It's once again. I'm so pleased I stayed up because Radha Yadav and Shikha Pandey just. It's that beautiful thing of having two international cricketers at the crease and knowing that even though they're bowlers, they still have to be among the best batters around because you're not going to get into an international side if you can't at least swing a bat, right? Totally agree. Somehow having the entire batting capacity of the Delhi Capitals reduced to less than 80 in three quarters of an innings, Radha Yadav and Shikha Pandey make the Mumbai Indians bowlers look like chumps. (laughs) Honestly, three overs of punishing Izzy Wong got taken for 20 in an over. This is ridiculous. Nah, they're not going to – one of them is going to get out. I just felt like it couldn't continue. I I felt like they couldn't do it for three overs and then they They got over 130 and you're just like, yeah, it gave their side something to bowl to and it gave them a bit of momentum at the end. But it was incredible hitting. Did they hit two sixes in yes. for the last two balls, was it? Yes. Yeah. Like, I, it was literally. I, I said to Michael, because Michael actually stayed up and watched with me. I have no idea why. I, he just did it for me to have someone to talk to. And I was like, look, theoretically, they could make 12 off the last two balls, but it's not going to happen. Like, I mean, they're bowlers and they're not expected. They've done an incredible thing. This is already great. And then they did. <laughs> it was Radha Yadav who like smacked two massive, like, yeah. well, a modest six and a massive six. I'm just going to eat my words now because Absolutely. I'm so impressed. I've been, I've been so impressed with both of them through the series and for the World Cup as well. They both performed really well in the World Cup. So I was looking forward to having them in the capital side to seeing them playing with Lanning and Jonathan and so on and so forth. It was so special. It was a finals performance. Yeah. One of the highlights for me watching until I did go to bed was once again, Yastika Bhatia's keeping. I thought she has impressed me this entire tournament and the run out to get Lanning especially, her pickup and her strong hands and quick hands were just like a wicket keeper's dream. I, you know, the things that I see potentially, I was just like, that was incredible keeping. You know, everyone's cheering the, the the piece of fielding and the run out in general. And I was like, she made that look like it was the ideal throw. It was actually a throw that came in at a really difficult height to pick up cleanly and to do that quickly. And I was just, I was standing there just applauding. So as much as there was some carnage on one side, I got some real highlights out of just watching her keep again. And look, the thing is as well, Izzy Wong, 
uh, somehow she didn't even seem to be nailing her length at Not all. Not at all. And I, I don't know how she took three wickets in the end, I think. And two of them off dirty, rotten, full tosses. So I just, <laughs> anyway. It was just so wild. But again, I, it's... So you stayed up and watched the whole thing. No, I, I had to work yesterday, so I just so stayed then, up for the oh, that's first. right, because I messaged you and said I've gotten up to watch the rest of it from this point on, and I was blown away that there was the the end that I wasn't expecting because I thought oh, they'll be rolled for, say, 90. Mm. I was like, oh, they made it to that. That's exciting. And then I watched the, the second half through as yeah. well. And I was like, oh, my God, the Capitals have bowled in a way that have put them in a position to win. This is the thing that absolutely blew my mind when I woke up the next morning because I went to bed at the innings break and I was like, look, 130. I'm, I'm really, I'm so stoked for Yadav and Pandey that they just, they, they just did that great thing and they'll be known for at least kind of bringing some dignity to this massive loss <laughs> because I was convinced that the Mumbai Indians would roll the cat. I I was like, they're just gonna they're gonna take them apart in say 15. fifteen. Yep, fifteen, sixteen. I think I I texted you to say I was convinced they'd have it done in fifteen. Yeah. So I woke up the next morning. It went down to the last over, and I watched the second innings yesterday afternoon. I could not believe how suppressed Mumbai Indians were. So Delhi Capitals didn't make the runs because they just collapsed. The Mumbai Indians looked like they were batting in a very claustrophobic space, like they had no room to make runs. It was quite an incredible bowling performance. They were making that 130 worth everything. And the fielding was great. They had a couple of mistakes that we we think probably lost them the match ultimately. Marazan Cap had a pickup in the outfield that she it was not an easy ball to pick up. She was diving and rolled, super commando roll, and the release was so fast. It should have been a two. It wasn't. Mm. It was just incredibly fast reflexes from Marazan Cap, who we know is a phenomenal bowl, uh, fielder and a phenomenal bowler, but it was just kind of moments like that where you're like, oh, you are actually just making it really difficult yeah. to feel like there's any freedom to bat. They, they made... Mumbai Indians have to work exceptionally hard, which makes Nat Siverbrunt's effort all the more impressive. I've never seen her take so long to make runs. She she it was she hard work, even, but she did not give it away. I think it's one of those things about Nat Siverbrunt that is so impressive is that she is the ultimate workhorse of an athlete. She just keeps plugging away. I haven't seen her make many dumb mistakes where she's like gotten too emotional and or whatever. She's good at waiting, I think. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, do you absolutely. see that? Yeah, no, I do. I get can totally understand there's a a real even though there's like a storm going inside her that's com- competitive and you know, I don't lose on my watch. I'll do everything possible to make sure I come out in a competitive position and if I have to lose it's by as little as possible if I'm going to lose. That is completely and utterly, utterly energising her from within. But externally, calm. Ticks her way through and then just accelerated when she needed to. So outstanding f- performance from her. I thought the Capitals dragged themselves out of position that was no good. I, they lost the game in their batting. Their top order needed to score more runs. That's, that's an absolute given. However, they bowled themselves into a position of competition, which yeah. was very impressive. And to have the game won with three balls to spare – 
gave us the final we wanted, you know, which is why I was probably upset at seven for 70 or whatever yeah. it was. I was like, oh, I'm not, it's not the final I want for this. I was but the we same. Got it in the end. Because yeah. you want it to be really competitive and you want, you want there to be heaps of pressure and you want people to stand up and do excellent the things. The sweaty palms as you're watching from the couch. Yeah. And Julia Price at one stage in the commentary did say she was thinking that it could go to super, super over territory. Yeah. No super over. Mumbai Indians win. They're the inaugural WPL champions. Congratulations to them. They deserved it. They conducted themselves as if they were going to be the champions from the start almost. Very well coached. The enthusiasm from Goswami, Lottie Edwards, Lydia Greenway. It's infectious across the rest of the group. Harman Preet Kaur gets to lift the very first trophy. It's a script writer's dream. Well done. Oh, it is beautiful to see the captain of the Indian international team lifting that trophy and knowing as well that the goodwill of, of that tournament is very much also about lifting up Indian players and, and kind of showcasing the best of what India has to offer the cricketing world. And that's the perfect image for the closing moments of the first ever WPL. It's, you wanted it to be an Indian woman lifting that trophy. Speaking of the showcase of Indian talent, we've gotten to watch a lot of Indian cricketers over yeah. the last three weeks. Oh, it's been lovely, hasn't it? It's been great because, I, yeah, I, I know the, their main names and now I know a few more, which is yeah. great. So I've mentioned for me, Yasika Bhatia with the gloves on, I think I is think- something that India can use. I know she bats at three. Tanya Bhatia or Richard Ghosh usually ca- keep for India. From me watching them across this tournament, I think Yastika. You think it's Yastika? And they she, all still make the team for other reasons, I, I but Yastika for me. I think she won the award for Emerging Player as well. Oh, okay. I missed that. That's cool. Yeah. Who else did you notice? I know we both have a, a bit of a fan of the left arm spinner from the Mumbai Psyche Indians as well. Shark. Yeah. Uncapped. That can't last long. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, she's... She's so dynamic and, again, really ferocious with her attitude as well. I like that. Maybe she's learned some of that from Hayley Matthews. In terms of Indian players, I think you can't go past Kiran Navgiri. Good choice. Um, who I think of as the, the Indian answer to Grace Harris. And the fact that they've, they've batted together and she's been able to kind of like maybe like take some of Grace's bombastic batting style on board as well and kind of go, okay, there's there's definitely a market for this. So yeah. maybe I hope that frees her up as well because she she was phenomenal to watch when she's on. She's a she's a great fielder. Uh, yeah, I reckon for me, Psyche Ishak, Kieran Navgiri. Yeah, yeah. I reckon Good those choices. are the two that I would go for. Well, I think Navgir's played maybe seven ish. Like so call it under ten for India. Mm. Um that's gotta change too, because you just you can see, especially in the T20 format, and again, that might be where you, you change who's got the gloves on. You can bring in a different player. Mm. So I'm I'm actually more interested in the Indian side going forward, whereas in the past I've been like Mandana, Kaur, um, Verma's caught my attention in the past, in, in recent past I should say, um, Pandy. But, you know, now I'm like I, I, the next time they play I feel actually – way more invested in them as an in their, overall. And their selection yes. processes as well because we, we've never had an opinion before. Yeah, now now we're will. just like, oh, my gosh, where is Kira Navgire? Yeah. How come Saika Ishak isn't in this side? We'll be like, what? Cricket lovers everywhere will also have an we'll opinion. Be the same. So. Yeah, agreed. Hayley Matthews <laughs> for me as a 
sort of an, an international or a sign, signed-in player, that's the Hayley Matthews I want to see everywhere you go. Hayley, thank you. Yeah. That sort of batting, she, I think she had one game where her strike rate was really poor, but the rest was good. But her fielding was way better. She looked athletic and her bowling and fielding off her own bowling – it lifted the yeah, side. So it was awesome. Again, give me more of that, Hayley, because oh, that makes me remember why you used to be someone everyone wanted at all these franchises. And again, I see it yeah. again. Yeah. So, yeah. Exceptional to watch. And I think that Mumbai Indian side, all of those players, they seem to just lift each other. Yeah. I think for me, international, I, as I said, I loved seeing Izzy Wong. Yeah, true. Firing. I've been... Hoping to see more of her. She's very watchable. She's really fiery. She's got a lot of emotion in her face and she does bowl really fast. I think international that was for me. And Tara Norris. Yeah, well. great Yeah, great choice to see where Tara Norris might go. Will yeah. be really interesting because these franchise leagues will really suit a player like, like her. I've got to give you massive credit and I do believe you should edit in right now the end of last week's podcast because you are two from two. You predicted Mumbai Indians would go through, and it's not even, you know, your heart wanted the capitals. Your head went, I think you said, Mumbai Indians for me, they've had their hiccup already. I reckon it's going to be the Indians because I think they've had their hiccup and I think they're done. Yeah. I think they're ready to steamroll. Yeah, that you was. Couldn't have been more right. <laughs> that was me predicting the eliminator winner, though. I didn't say who I thought would win the finals, but. Oh, okay. I would have said Indians. <laughs> I would and have hoped for it to be a Capitals, but I just feel like they've just looked like impenetrable as a side. And you also gave us an update on the WNBL um, finals that was happening at the time. And I emotionally wanted the Flyers to win. And you rightly so again went, that's not going to happen, Jen. To I play. want Flyers to win. It's not going to happen. Even though LJ's not there, <laughs> I want Flyers to win. I don't see it happening. Flames look <laughs> an incredibly dominant side and have for the last several rounds. So <laughs> This team is on fire and they got to cut the net down, the Town- Townsville Flames. So well done yeah, to them. Yeah, they won in two games. So Thanks, Oracle. Out of three-game series. So any, any predictions for everyone this week? There's not much going on. There's, uh, there's not much going on. Predict, predict. I'm going to low-key take a week off sports because I'm I'm wrecked and I have Fair. quite a lot of non-sports work to do at the moment. So, yeah. Well, I'm thanks, Oracle, for knowing <laughs> it last week. There's a few things going. We, you need a break. I probably need a break at the end of a, a long cricket season. So we might, we might have a small break from the podcast, only so very tiny because there's heaps more coming up again very shortly that I know we need full energy to be excited about. What do we got coming up? Okay, so coming up on Friday the 7th of April, Australia, so the Matildas are playing Scotland. And then a few days after that, on the 12th of April, the Tillies will be playing England. And then I think that's all of their fixtures until the warm-up matches for the World Cup. Brilliant. So we've got two games in the UK to have a look at, which is really exciting because that's a real proving ground, particularly playing England, who have come off a massive year. England are in incredible form. But also the Tillies have re-entered the top team FIFA ranking. So they're ranked number 10 now in the world, which is incredible news coming into the World Cup. 
I reckon they can get it done personally. There are a few teams in the top 10 that have had some tumultuous stuff going on. They've still got amazing players, but I think that they haven't had the best World Cup preparation that they could necessarily. And I think that gives the Tillies a look because their preparation has been stunning. It does seem like it's a real good opportunity yeah. where they're at right now and where the, where some others, as you're saying, where they're at in their cycle of events. Yeah. Um, it's a little door open, I think, for us to push and have our best result we've ever had. And do you know what? I reckon we've got the best player in the world captaining the Tillies right now. So, hundred percent. Other other people don't I always agree with happen. us, but we will continue I'm to bang say this drum. Wrong. Yeah, they are wrong. <laughs> Thanks for your opinion. We don't take it on board. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a little break. Thanks for following through the WPL with us. It's been an incredible start to an incredible franchise. Congratulations to the Mumbai Indians. You can find us on Instagram, Feel Good Sports Pod, and you can listen anywhere you get your podcasts. It's time for us to wrap it up and come back for the Tillies in a couple of weeks. That'll be us then. Laters. Laters. <laughs>